0: Why allow someone who you don't know or may not like to have such a negative impact on your life? Why do you choose to play the victim? If you choose to be offended, it's your choice, your problem. If you then decide to blow it out of proportion, then again, it's still your problem. And know that someone will apologize to you not because you're right and they're wrong, but only because they would rather pacify you.
1: Welcome to Intentionally Mouthy, a lifestyle podcast on sass, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, hosted by Annie Paul Murphy. Annie is a naturalized U.S. citizen, originally from Colombia, on a mission to show the world the Hispanic conservative millennial point of view. Join the sassy and sometimes politically incorrect Latina as she explores unconventional ideas and introduces you to new and neat happenings all over. Let's get started.
0: Hey everybody and welcome to episode two of Intentionally Mouthy. I am Annie Paul Murphy and today we'll talk about the sometimes misguided ideas that the world revolves around you, that everything you disagree with is offensive, and that choosing to get offended is okay. Let me illustrate with a story from a recent news article. Earlier this month here in Utah, there was a tech conference called the Silicon Slopes Tech Summit, at which the CEO of some company introduced baseball player Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, that A-Rod. Before he invited A-Rod on stage, however, he mentioned that his company uplifts women and asked the women in the room to stand up. As they stood, the CEO invited a on stage and asked the women to cheer for him, describing them as his quote-unquote fans, and then told them to sit down and said, quote, sorry, ladies, he's taken, end quote. I wasn't at the conference, but I have to admit I found reactions to his comment completely laughable. Apparently, the, woman in attendance, the women rather, in attendance weren't impressed. However, uh, a few of their reactions included this gem, from a woman, I'm going to call Nancy in this um, episode. Quote, I thought as many other women involved also did that we were being acknowledged by a male CEO and applauded for our attendance at a conference in which we are the minority. It was also very cool to look around to see the other women in attendance and note how few of us uh, there were in a sea of men. She continues, unfortunately, the CEO had other intentions. While we were standing, he brought Rodriguez on stage and instantly classified us as his fans, as if we were only there at the summit to give A-Rod a standing ovation. He objectified us without our consent, end quote. Society is so sensitive nowadays. I'd like to unpack that comment a bit so you can see how, what I mean. This woman, who I've chosen to refer to as Nancy, says she thought she was being a acknowledged by a male CEO and applauded for attendance at a conference in which we women are the minority. Okay, Nancy, do you really need to be acknowledged by a male CEO? Do you get off on being applauded by your mere attendance or for your mere attendance? I may not be a feminist in the modern sense of the word, and I hate modern feminism, but I don't need to be acknowledged by any male CEOs or coworkers, And if I attend a conference, it is to learn more and connect with others for my sake and my own development, not to represent other women or other Hispanics. Going off about how she wasn't congratulated for merely showing up, this Nancy is like the epitome of sore losers who didn't receive a participation trophy. Not to mention she's giving women a really bad name. Now, let's move on to the last part of her comment. He objectified us without our consent. That was Nancy's comment. This I don't understand, and I would like to know how in the world you felt objectified, why it matters that it was done without your consent, even though it's done every day to people on magazines and on the media, everywhere. Whether you would prefer a CEO to instead publicly objectify you with your consent, And what that would even look like. Please enlighten everyone so they know how to properly objectify you the next time you attend a freaking conference. Give me a break. The guy didn't objectify you, Nancy. He just made a poor joke, and instead of you laughing it off like a grown adult, you and other people who were for some reason offended by this made it about yourselves as if you were children. Notice I agree that the joke was a really bad one though. If I had been at the event, I'd have proudly raised my left ring finger and yelled, me too. No, not that me too, that's lame. I meant me too because I'm actually taken by a man I consider to be the hottest alive. I remind him of this very fact every day. After that, I'd have moved on, to be honest, period. But Nancy wasn't the only one with a silly reaction. Several other attendees felt the need to complain to Twitter because feelings, and the CEO finally apologized. Sort of. At first, he tweeted the following, quote, so appreciative of A-Rod for coming to speak at Silicon Slopes. I attempted to pay Alex a compliment on his rugged good looks in my intro, but delivered it insensitively. It was meant as a joke, but I understand why it upset some to whom I sincerely apologize. End quote. In all honesty, I don't see how that didn't placate all those with their hurt feelings. Oh wait, maybe I do know. Because perfectly just apologies nowadays are worthless, apparently. Check out one reaction to a statement. Quote, Your comments offended our entire team of sponsors, men and women. It brought down the awesome community we're building here. It made it harder for us to recruit. It wasn't a joke or an attempt at humor. Your non-apology doesn't help. End quote. Let's break that down, shall we? How that comment could have offended men? I'll never know. And I don't care to. I thought men had balls. But if those at this company don't, I'd rather stay away. And I'm letting you, listeners, staying away because I'm not even naming everybody on this episode. How that comment could have also brought down an entire community and simultaneously made it harder for them to recruit, I'll also never know. Wusses is what they are <laughs> if they can't move on, to be honest. Someone please explain to me, too, how an ill-timed comment implying that women can o- care only about a looks and talent could cause this much fuss. Anyway, many others felt the CEO's tweet did not offer a sufficient apology to the women in attendance and also demeaned A-Rod by complimenting him on his rugged good looks rather than on a mere, or rather a more significant part of his accomplishments. So naturally, that CEO had to apologize (laughs) again. (laughs) Seriously. In a statement sent to the media, he said, quote, There is no excuse for my tone-deaf words last week, and I sincerely apologize for them. Learning is never a straight line, and I am working to become a better leader and advocate for gender equality, both within and outside of the workplace. I am very sorry, and my remarks in no way represent Silicon Slopes. I will redouble my efforts to affect change for the better, starting with myself, end quote. And then, because people with hurt feelings need extra apologies, seriously, they do, The organization in charge of the conference tweeted yet another apology. We apologize to those in attendance or who may be affected by the comments. Silicon Slope's believed in building equality, respect and opportunity for all and the actions of the moderator did not reflect that. They were also embarrassing to our community and did not represent the overall experience of the summit. End quote. Again, Someone please explain to me how an ill-timed, lame attempt at a joke, implying that the female attendees cared only about a looks and talent could cause this much fuss. Okay, by now you've heard me call the CEO's remark lame, ill-timed, and a bad joke. I've used those terms not just because it's a genuinely bad joke, but also because I have to admit I myself was kind of offended but not for the reasons you might expect, meaning not because it was sexist or anything like that. Let me bring you back to something I mentioned in passing just a little while ago. You see, as a married woman who's insanely attracted to her husband, I'd have been offended because I don't look for avenues to enjoy some of my candy outside of home when my spouse is a hunk. In essence, that CEO could have pretty much assumed that would have assumed that I was just there to look at some other guy besides my husband. And is he that appealing? I mean, I know jlo has got him, but seriously. Anyways, I was saying that CEO assumed that married women were there to look at some other guy besides their husband. And I find that perhaps more offensive than the notion of just assuming they could have reacted well to his comment just because they were women. Like I said earlier, however... As soon as he said A-Rod was taken, I'd have proudly raised my left finger and yelled, hey, me too, and moved the F on. That story reminded me that people nowadays have become way sensitive. And when someone does something they don't agree with, they immediately play the ism card. You know the one. Racism, sexism, ageism. But what most people fail to consider is that the world isn't about these so-called isms, which essentially further divide society, but rather about being respectful and seeing and perhaps even embracing those differences. And a little side note about these isms, if you claim something is racist or sexist, chances are you might be the racist and sexist one. Just a little side note. Anyway, going back, if you choose to be offended, It's your choice, your problem. If you then decide to blow it out of proportion, then again, it's still your problem. And know that someone, somewhere, will apologize to you, not because you're right and they are wrong, but because they would only rather placate you, pacify you, hush you like an adult would with a kid, because you are acting like one, like a kid Some people's fallback technique of playing the victim is disgusting. Whatever happened to pulling someone aside and letting them know that's something they said bothered you? Trust me, that's way more impactful than calling the Twitter mobs and trying to destroy their lives because you didn't agree with their behavior. It's all about respect and being normal functioning adults, which a lot of actual adults forget about. These victims simply choose to get their feelings hurt. They choose to. And they bring on other people who had nothing to do with it, instead of manning or womaning up and confronting that situation like a grown up. They choose to be offended, and unfortunately, society seems to give them more power. And here's the kicker apparently, that wasn't the only odd comment from that conference. Nope. It looks like there was another presentation or some kind of a panel where three women bashed so-called white male privilege as the cause for why there are more men at tech firms. And someone there even brought up that more women should get hired because they don't seek power like men. Seriously, that is what it's come to? You're victims now? You live your lives with a victim mentality hoping that others will carry you forward because if they don't, then they're racist or sexist as opposed to you paving your own damn path. Okay, so you don't get a job and it's the patriarchy's fault or you don't supposedly make as much as the average figure for all other working men in the country and it's the patriarchy's fault. On another episode, I will discuss how men are actually the ones falling behind in many aspects, but for now, I will simply say that it's ridiculous and completely immature to not just imply, but downright claim that men should be to blame for women's shortcomings. A Utah-based male business owner who employs over 40 people had this to say about those truly sexist comments that the women were making about white male privilege. Quote, I felt marginalized at this conference. I have hired and employed many qualified women over the years, but the reality is that I don't see that many of them applying. So keeping that in mind, I am very puzzled. When someone accuses someone like me for not hiring more women, I will continue to hire as many qualified women as I see, not simply because she's a woman, but because she is qualified. He continues, it's an insult to women in itself to assume that sex should dictate hiring at all. We are taking away their merit and implying that they need an advantage to be qualified. End quote. You hear that, California, with your new law that companies headquartered there must hire women to serve on their corporate boards? But I digress. This male employer later goes on to say that at this conference, he felt marginalized. There were at least five different times at this conference that I felt marginalized and attacked as a white male. I was told very directly that I was a problem with tech, the problem with politics, and basically the problem with the whole world. Do I get the right to speak up and say I was extremely offended at this conference? I simply won't attend next year. But I'm not calling the press to try and bring, out, bring down the speakers who offended me. The double standard is getting extremely tired and frustrating. End quote. God forbid anyone talks about how men are falling behind, right? But not to worry because I will discuss how on a future episode. So you'll have to stay tuned for that one. Anyway, I came across another article earlier that discussed toxic masculinity that goes along these same lines. It talked about correcting toxic behavior in boys. Little boys, guys. Don't even get me started with that joke of a concept. Well, it is my show, and I'll get started if I want to. Those who believe boys acting like normal boys and men behaving like normal men constitutes toxic masculinity are deranged. If a little boy pushes a little girl on the playground, he's not displaying signs of toxic masculinity. He's being a little a-hole and he needs to be disciplined and to be taught some respect. When a member of a particular gender does something to put a member of a different gender at a disadvantage, they're not displaying toxic signs of their gender. They're being a-holes, and they need to be dealt with. If it's not as out of self-defense, like if someone just thinks to assault someone else for no reason, the aggressor needs to be dealt with, whatever that dealt with entails, though, should be left to each particular scenario and the authorities. But suffice it to say that, you know, where there is respect, there's no need to go postal on someone else. This is perhaps a touchy subject to most, so I will leave it at that for now. But toxic masculinity and white male privilege are not at fault for women's shortcomings. They're just not. I'll end with a nice tip that I came across while doing research for this episode. It has to do with our reaction to other sections. and it goes like this, quote, consider the source. If someone does something hurtful, then the first question I ask is, do I know this person? If the answer is no, then I brush it off and move on. But if it's yes, I ask, do I like or respect this person? If the answer is no, again, then I brush it off and move on. If it's yes, however, then I ask, did they mean to be offensive or hurtful? If it's no, then again, I brush it off and move on. But if it's yes, then I revisit question two. Why allow someone who you don't know or may not like to have such a negative impact on your life? A lot of people forget this, to be honest. And instead, they choose to not only get offended, pretend they were bullied, and or play the victim, but also unjustifiably blame those who supposedly offended them. I don't understand it. You know, they, sometimes they may not even, they, they do choose to be offended, they do pretend that they were bullied, and then they rally other people, right, and get them behind their costs. Yes, we are bullied. No, you are not. Be a, be a grown-up, grow up. Come on, deal with it. Man up, woman up. And then here's another good piece of advice I could not pass up. Quote, instead of judging ourselves by our intentions and others by their actions, consider reversing that instead. End quote. And just in case you had forgotten about the previous one, it goes like this. Again, consider the source. If someone does something hurtful, then first ask, do you know this person? If no, then brush it off and move on. If yes, if yes, then ask, do you like or respect that person? If no, again, brush it off and move on. But if yes, then ask, okay, well, did they mean to be offensive or hurtful? If no, then brush it off. And move the freak on. But if it's yes, then revisit the second question. And that is, why allow someone who you don't know or may not like to have such a negative impact on your life? Don't choose to be offended. Okay? Just don't. Man up. Woman up. Grow up. Deal with things like adults would not like kids. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the second episode. It was super fun doing research for it, coming up with what I was going to say and recording it, obviously. Um, I can't wait to bring you the next one. I'm still trying to figure out a schedule, so I hope the schedule is good for now. Um, I might make them more frequent, maybe. Um, I'm also trying to play around with the duration I kind of like to keep it around 20-something minutes, um, maybe maximum a half hour because I know you all got stuff to do. Uh, I don't know, maybe the occasional episode might last longer. So we'll see about that. But uh, I hope you enjoyed this one, and I will catch up with you later on my next episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoy the next one. Um, And as always, make today great. Thanks so much again for stopping by.
1: Thanks for listening to Intentionally Mouthy. If you like the show and want to know more or find the free resources we talked about, check out podcast.annysaidso.com. If you love this episode, head over to iTunes or Google Podcasts to leave a positive review and subscribe for free. Did I mention free? Thank you.